Welcome to the Life Engineer with Matty J. He unpacks and interviews guests to share the tools, components, and software that's needed to build a life and mindset by design versus one of default. Welcome. Welcome. Chloe Jones. <laughs> well, I've, got, I've got my sheet here. I'm going to list it out. So we know each other from old, from school, from friends, from mm-hmm. neighbours, and our kids go to the same school. And we work together at Think and Believe, and we've been coaching, or you've been uh, coached by me. Yeah. Um, which goes back a while. Um, so I'm introducing you as a previous client, mm-hmm. life coaching client. So we're just going to list through a few things to talk about. Um, yeah. So we've got quite, there's the analogies of gardening that we know about from the think and believe um, side of business uh, and yoga. So let's go through to, so the coaching side of stuff, we started yep. off walk and talks was your, that really, I think thing. we've only ever done walks and talks, have we? Have we had any coaching sessions? We did, yeah, we did have a couple, I think, where, um, I don't know, we didn't have any in your cabin, I don't think, but we did have a couple, I think, over, like initially, I don't know if it was over the, would it have been over the phone? I can't remember now. don't know. Abbey Cake yeah. Shop, Starbucks. Yeah. So, yeah, we had, but predominantly, the walk and talk. Yeah. We used to meet by the alley, mm. through the alley, talk, <laughs> talk about what, yeah, sounds a bit wrong there. <laughs> meet by the, I meet you by the alley in 10. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> cut through the alley and, and summarise what has gone on. Yeah. And then get straight into it. And then we used to have a route down by the Lees. And it was probably about an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was probably, yeah, a good hour. Yeah, doing that. So, but I used to like it because... It never felt sort of, you felt very relaxed. You were just walking and it sort of took your mind off the fact you were just walking, it, it's, as you say what it is, walking and talking. So yeah. it was it was very relaxed and it was easy to just, yeah, it was just easy and relaxed really. I think sometimes, depending on what the sessions are, it's good for that movement. I think walking anyway, like if I went for a run this morning at four, um, if I want to think, that's what I do because that just yeah. that movement forward. I think it's like that momentum. Yeah, and, suddenly and being out in the open as well, it's just gives you that. It feels like you've got that room to breathe as well and to think. Yeah, and we're lucky we got the leaves right down. Yeah, the we road. Are. So, so life coaching. It's funny. My sister interviewed me the other day, and she, <laughs> said, um, she said when I said I was going to be a life coach, she just laughed. Um, so. Because it is interesting, I think, people think me as a life coach or what life coaching is. So what mm-hmm. what what did you think life coaching was and what, what do you see it as after? I initially, I mean, I was all, I'm all, quite an open-minded person, so that wasn't an issue. But I thought coming to you, I would explain sort of what I wanted to get from it, sort of issues and things like that. And you would say, you need to do this this and this to get this result and I would go away and do that and be like oh, that's brilliant he's told me what to do it wasn't like that at all because you now I know that it's you asking me questions and sometimes I didn't realize they were questions you was asking me but you were getting me to think mm. about things myself and coming up with the answers myself 
So you was getting me to dig a bit deeper mm. and questioning why it wasn't just, oh, I feel like this and here's the remedy. It was, why do you feel like this? And sometimes it wasn't even related to what I thought it was. It was a lot deeper. Mm. So, yeah, so that's what it was. So it was, it's no way you telling me what to do and I just go away and do it. <laughs> I, think, I think people, one, I think people get mixed up with consultancy and mentoring. So mm -hmm. if I wanted to mentor, um, you know, that this is what I uh, have done, um, yeah. which is mentoring. A consultant is like, do this and you'll mm. get that. Um, and I think that's what people think it is. Um, yeah. It's funny, I joke with a lot of clients that I actually do not a lot. Because, <laughs> because the work is, and I like that analogy of the catalyst for a caterpillar. Yeah. It does nothing, just holds that space. Mm. And that's sometimes that changing room, that mirror is being held up for the bits you think's all right and actually aren't. Yes. Right. Or the bits you think are shit and actually are. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just a different perspective of looking at it. Because mm. I think when you're going through something or you've got an issue or you want, you want to progress at work, you're looking at it very sort of tunnel tunnel vision it's just well I want that and you're not taking it back to the start and thinking right well what do I need to do to get that step by step and break it down and I think that's why I like the analogies so there's a story that I always talk about the man that's trapped in the corner because he's mm. pinned in the corner by a snake and he's just right. shitting himself and he's frozen um, and then someone turns the light on and he sees it's just rope <laughs> sometimes that <laughs> yeah that, yeah that shift is like, oh, yeah. I thought I thought I was, so were you, I thought I was too sensitive. Was, I know yeah. one thing we spoke about. Yeah. When actually that's, when we talk about flipping it, that's, that become a superpower, just needed yes. that protection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in, using, the, using the analogies, which is what I do, one, it makes me, I remember I've been in, I've been in meetings before with like architects and, and MDs and consultants and they've been talking about stuff I don't understand and I, <laughs> I said it to them before can you explain all of that like I was six and they <laughs> yeah. laugh and, laugh, but, and then they say it which they should have said in the first place oh well you got to do da, 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 da. and I'm like well if you'd have said it like that I'd have understood it but you made it sound yeah. so complicated so I often feel like I'm dumbing it down to make me understand it but when you see that so like the boundaries in the garden that 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 sensitivity which is something that's excellent mm. um it's only excellent if you you protect it yes like a laser beam yeah you know, that, or, that those components are yeah powerful mm. but still need to be and i use the same thing in boxing with like keeping a jab out and having that space that that some people can come in and mess up your garden um or you can put a fence up <laughs> yeah or you can have your shield yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> my, my fuck it shield. <laughs> but that was um, so. It's funny. I've just um, I've just ordered an intro for the podcast, and in it, right. description of unpacking. Uh, I think I put unpacking the components, um, the tools, or the software to engineer a life by design, and that component, that tool. So you created a shield because protection of that sensitivity was something mm. unpacked in the session yeah and i think on a on a level this affects everyone 
um, in different ways on how outside in, you know, that what people will think or what people, we talk about weeds versus flowers um, in the garden. And we joke in my house that I'm borderline because Sharon has to manage me. <laughs> You're a borderline weed. But, but she still has me. I'm still here. But she has to, and comes out sometimes, but that, that other people affecting you coming in, mm. you know, that, that whether that's true or not, you know, that's yeah. perceived people coming in and taking the mickey or, or actual, that mm. boundary is there to protect that mindset when you're cultivating a mind by design. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so what were some of the things that you brought to, if you're happy chatting about it, brought to yeah. the coaching that you, um, you went through? Um, well, you've touched on um, the sensitivity. I think I went through, I'm um, a sensitive person and through life and through sort of, um, I project like comments from people saying, oh, you're too sensitive. And I always saw that as a negative. And it was like, why am I, too, and I used to beat myself up. Why am I too sensitive, etc. Oh, it's a bad thing. And then when I had my coaching with you and I dug deeper, I realized that actually it's a big positive in my mm. life because there's a lot of people that because of the way I am and not because I'm, I'm not crying all the time or anything, but because I have got that sensitive side, it then shows, I think with how I care about friends and things like that. So that's why probably people do like me as well because mm. of that. Um, and so then it was a case of shielding that and being proud of the mm. fact that I am sensitive and that has changed me a lot because I've no longer beat myself up over it. And if, you know, if anybody does think I'm too sensitive or whatever, that's, that's the, up to them. It's fine. It just means that maybe they are different to me and yes. but we're all different and we don't all want to be the same. So that was that. But another thing, um, was I was going through a shift. I've got two boys and they're getting older. So it was and now, aren't they? Yeah, one of them, well, 18. If you class 18 as being a man, then one of them is. <laughs> um but losing that like as they get older, sort of, you know, you go through stages of their, their lives and everything. And like from when they're a baby and it's like that walking stage, it's like, wow, excellent. And you're so proud that they're going through that stage because they still need you. They still rely on mum, they still want mum. But as they get older and they venture out more and become more independent, you sort of lose, I felt anyway that I I was losing, they didn't need me. They always will need me, I realise that now, but just in a different way. Mm. Um, And that was, and I felt like I'd lost my identity then, sort of suddenly it was like, my boys don't need me so much. Who am I? Sort of, I know who Zoe the mum is. I know who Zoe the wife is. I know who Zoe the daughter is, but who is Zoe? So it was like working on who I am again as well and trying to find and rediscover who I am at this stage in my life. So I think that there's two things that are similar there. So that sheet there, I've got this coaching for true colours and we use this in... um the Walkman Can workshops where people talk about the narrative. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and I've been on courses where they've called it. Um, so this book I'm reading at the moment is excellent. Calls it egoic mind. The scripts is one thing. Uh, Shut the duck up. All sorts of the devil. All sorts of um, stuff that you've got. This. So these have got yeah. Too old. Too fat. Not enough. Um, don't fit in. Don't deserve this. Not qualified. Not working hard enough. Judged by someone else's expectation. Lazy. Not normal. All of that shit narrative bit like the weeds in the garden yeah. and then all, all all i do is so that coaching for true colors is is the truth underneath it mm. and and you can't cheat some of it i think it's finding the truth yeah you know are you lazy because <laughs> if some people are lazy it's working out well what's the truth in that you know exactly um and 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 then that that narrative um, I'm too sensitive in a negative term. If flipping it, it changes the oh, no. yeah. tonality of everything. Um, yeah. And a lot of, I think, what um, definitely with mindset, it's a case of cleaning up and getting back to. So when we look at kids when they're young, they're happy that everyone look at me. I've been coaching people, so videos that people doing, presenting and developing their businesses using videos but they don't want to get in front of a camera you look at a young kid it's like they only want to talk when the camera's on me, yes, um, video yes, me. Like, <laughs> but but where does that go um and yeah. a lot of what um i think coaching does is helps just to get back to it's not a case of getting mm. it's actually just getting back to zoe mm. you know and and that i think that narrative starts getting diluted down quite early um, especially now with social media and stuff, that you lose yourself in what you think should be. Like the right, yes. I mean, social media, it's very positive on one hand, but there is a hell of a lot of negatives towards it. And I don't know, I don't think it is more women that suffer with that. I don't know because I think there's a lot of men that, you know, there's a lot now of, of pictures on social media, Instagram of even men with, you know, they're doing their exercises and they've got ripped bodies and stuff like that. And I think men are just as sensitive to it as women. Like we see all these airbrush photos and think, oh my God, look at our own bodies and think, ah, I don't look like that. What's wrong mm. with me? I think and it's, it's definitely, I think it's just different software that you see mm. things differently. A bit like the um, Android phone and the Apple phone. It's the same thing with men. Um, it's funny, I was talking to someone the other day about, uh, I was chatting to this guy, we was on site, it was a few years ago, we was on the site working on some lifts and I was talking to the site agent and we started talking about, he'd done a yoga retreat for men and he was right. like a lean type guy, he looked real like just come out of a, the SAS or something and, mm. and I was chatting to him and he takes these guys off and does like yoga retreats where they chat and ca talk around the campfire and he was talking and we was talking, but we was doing it in the um, offices where you had all of the engineers and construction guys sitting. Um, and he was talking about how he uses this bowl to, to put his finger around to get people centered. And I've never really understood right. it. Although I've done yoga, I've never really yeah. got into the whole namaste side of stuff. And oh, right. Okay. Yeah. About how he uses it to get centered, mm. brings it back. I used the plumb bob in, um, in coaching about getting back to a point. Um, yeah. And, and it was funny because when we were out, I remember my brother saying, like, everyone was in there listening to you, sounding like a couple of gays. Because they was all, but it was a building site mentality. It was all like, yes. what are they used to talking about their sensitive feelings for? Yeah. And, but I and, bet uh, you there was lots of them, though, that 
probably a high proportion of them that inside was relating to some of it and but they can't show it because of the environment they're in yeah I, th- I think a lot of so you said you was open to coaching a lot of my mm. first stages of coaching is getting people open is finding that space where yeah. you're comfortable to be open yeah it's a vulnerable space and as well link it to the boxing I did that white collar boxing a couple of years ago and, and mm. you don't appreciate till you've gone through it how vulnerable you feel with being in that space of sparring um, and I like that analogy because sparring is where the work is in, in boxing. If you want to get better, I, mm. I can spend hours on the bags and the pads, but it doesn't teach you to be um, used to that environment where it's so fearful. And so it's just that, and that can be exhausting. Mm. And it's a little bit the same in coaching. I, I In business, I talk about it like a sparring session that in it, we'll finish the session and you'll find out where you're strong and you're weak. And then we can have a hug and say thanks and, and go. There's no hardship, but you'll know where to work on. Yeah. And it finds the work. And that's coming back to that truth. Um, yeah. And when you're in the coaching, when you're peeling back the layers, you do like some of, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I, I remember now one of your our coaching sessions, we must have done it either over video or over phone because when we was peeling back I did feel very vulnerable and I did get upset on one of them but it's allowing yourself Mm. to feel I mean it felt raw and stuff but that's part of the healing process and moving forward so I think what I was talking about before was that was because um it's vulnerable men don't feel comfortable being that open Mm. whereas I think women find it more comfortable but not not completely, but yeah. they're used to being open to a certain mm, Yes. But it's interesting that going back to that gardening analogy, that what we unpack with a lot of that narrative is the roots, because it goes back to a point. I remember I've coached someone recently, like they literally remember the day where that seed was planted and that affected them talking in public forever. Mm. And that was talking in a professional sense. So there was issues with, business where they weren't communicating effectively because of this point and it was a shift in schools other people where they've gone from uh, different schools to public schools and there's points where you can say well that's where it was seeded mm. i went on a, a course for a week and i spent about a day and a half just crying and unpacking that i realized a lot of mine like the garden is was an, in, an inherent thing mm. that my dad had had Right. And that's where the issue was. So it wasn't like a certain point. There were points that I could pick, but it actually mm. went back to stuff that was inherent. Like when you buy your house, there's a certain landscape or trees that are already there, a bit like that mindset, and you can cultivate that or not. But getting to the point, it goes back to when you do dig up the weeds and you go, it's a bit like root treatment at dentist. Mm. I've always said that I work on on energy or emotion. That's the two things. Mm. And energy is like you want to get up and punch me in the face, <laughs> or emotion. It's funny. I had two female clients in the same week sent me an email saying wanker because <laughs> because one had been pushed to learn to use um, a computer to get a job. Um, she had been homeless, but it was uncomfortable and. Uh, she went on a course, et cetera, et cetera. But we joked that would be the first email she would send. 
um, because she was being pushed or she was being stretched. And the other one was um, a woman that was doing videos. And, um, and I think it was being pushed to that. But and again, it was a joke. But, it, but that comes back from that energy mm. um, and, 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 and the emotion from, from going back to the roots of what's been there. And I've done it in the garden before. You think the roots here and then you, you actually peel back and it's right the other side of the pond. Mm. But it's gone all the way through. It's the same in life. That sensitive thing was was peeled back to points where you could say, well, that's where we started watering it or that's where it was planted. Mm. Um, and probably being sensitive, it was a thing that you've inherited. Yeah. Um, it's just where the um, the narrative changes from it not being so good because you probably yes. felt emotion <clears throat> because you, you were sensitive to certain things yeah and didn't have the tools to do it but but you get that energy or emotion when you go back and realize you know no, no, that, definitely that it's not a negative maybe you know mm. no definitely so going back to so we used um um so takeaways from from the coaching um, what are some of the things that you think you got from it or shifts or changes that you unpacked? Yeah, I mean, obviously coming away from the coaching, we've touched on sensitivity. So I've, and the shield thing. So with me, it was like, if I ever felt, and not necessarily just with the sensitivity, if I ever feel now that I'm in a situation where I can feel, I'm, I feel uncomfortable or uneasy, or even uh, intimidated or whatever, I, I get this, Im I mean, I don't hold my hands up, but <laughs> I get this imaginary shield. And it's like, if they shoot whatever at me, I can protect myself. Mm. So that was one thing. So I've sort of learned how to protect myself a bit more um, and to not be so hard on myself. Um, so that was that. Um, so that was the two I, I put those as two things actually because I see things differently now it's made me if ever, now if ever I come into a situation where a goal I want to reach now or an issue I've got I won't whereas before like if it was a goal and I felt uneasy with it my barriers would go up and that was it I, I, can't, I can't do that mm. but now it's taught me to just take a breath step back and look at it and think well what's stopping me and then learning to move forward rather than to just stay stuck or to look at the past and think oh no I can't do that now because of what's gone on in the past it's given me the confidence to do that and I think that's the, one of the biggest things the confidence in myself yeah. and the belief and I think a lot of that is just seeing like you don't even need a physical shield you, no. just, you just see um potentially um where you're becoming fearful mm. and understanding i think this is the insight um and understanding what that fear is and is it true or not you know if a dog was chasing yes. you then then you don't get an imaginary shield up you run <laughs> no no exactly yeah. i mean and when you say sort of and that was another thing actually when you say like is that fear true or not i think a lot of it is like we do everyone's guilty of doing there's a lot of self-talk in your head and is we are programmed as humans to listen it's easier to listen to the negative talk than the positive talk 
mm. sort of thing and it's more the negative talk happens more so it's learning to, to realize what is actual fear as you say or what is my own i can't explain it really my own um perception of fear because maybe i'm just feeling vulnerable to take yeah. that next step so this so, this book I'm reading at the moment called The Power of Now, it just, um, so I always use this, so, so the, 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 the analogy of the plumb bob, when that's centred, so when you're in a centred point, mm. we, we both have a common interest in yoga. Yeah. Um, that that centred point, so when you come from that point, which is now, so this talks about um, time. Mm. So, so as now, you know, if I sat here for a while and just stopped, you would start going off and we could be thinking, well, this, this might look uncomfortable Yes. on the video. So what happens is you start stretching an unconnected thought where it's not really got any relevance. So connected thought would be like, Matt, why aren't you talking? You know, you're, you're, you're asking the truth. Why aren't you talking? Are we waiting for something? Yes. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? <laughs> or, or if it's unconnected, this is like a what if. What if we look like a pair of wallies because we're sitting Yes. In what are people going to think? Yeah, and, and this is where the connection and not connection, it's, it's funny because last week, and I, and I think mindset's like fitness, that you, you, you're going to get disgruntled, you're going to get out of breath, but it's how quick your recovery rate is. Mm. So, so mine's pretty quick. It's quicker than it is fitness-wise. should have seen me after my run this morning. But, <laughs> but it's quick. So we did, um, so I, I sort of posted... And I, and I got the date wrong, but I posted a webinar I was going to do, which I've been working on, similar to the Water Man Can stuff on Mindset, but for mattjeffrey.com. And I posted it up, and I was going to do a webinar. Now, I upgraded to uh, Pro on Zoom, thinking that I can do these webinars where people can come on. I won't see anyone. I'll just present. Mm. And then it got to Saturday, and I'd done a demi run, dummy run. And, um, and you can't do that. It's like this, where you've got everyone watching you. And I was thinking to myself, well, I, don't, I hadn't posted it earlier. I hadn't advertised it properly. So I knew there wasn't going to be a lot of people on, but I didn't want it to be like one person. And I'm talking to everyone like there's one person. <laughs> yeah. And also people can unmute themselves. And I didn't want mates dropping on. And, and what I started doing was, when I realized that it couldn't be this thing that I was protected and I couldn't see everyone, I started to think, well, I don't know if I want to do it now. Because yeah. what if I started thinking, what if my mates came on? They were like, "Oh, Matt, there's no one here." <laughs> and, and what actually <laughs> happened? What actually happened was um, the only person that logged on was Sharon because she because the link was wrong with the time. That's what I told myself anyway. Yeah. But, so I run through it anyway. But it was funny. When I talk about dancing without music, it was funny how it would have been all right if you had fifty people on. But if you had one person on, like that's mm. not right. The perception of it, mm. and the truth, the truth was actually it was like a run through for me. And what I thought I could do on Zoom, I actually couldn't. So I wanted to drop out of this and go on to a presentation, and then drop back into me talking. But right. it doesn't happen like that on Zoom because you just come into your picture and mine's up there so suddenly i start right. some of the people that are in there and if there's no one in there i look like all right wally <laughs> but it was funny how this um it's like an expectation how you think things should be mm. versus the truth of them and and if 
if I don't do this, so when I talk about dancing without music, like you'll dance if you're probably one pissed, two, the right song's on, three, you're in the right place. Unless I'm cooking. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, but you're cooking on your own if everyone exactly. was around. Yeah. So, so in the right circumstance, we can all dance like no one's watching. That's the mm. phrase, isn't it? But if there's nothing there, like if people aren't coming on your webinars, if people aren't liking you, if people aren't da 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 da, da like there's nothing. Yes. Then how do you still operate if you're waiting mm. for these, you know, these these things to come in to make it okay? And that. Um, I think that's a lot with that narrative and that perception, especially with the sensitivity. Well, what if they laugh? What if Matt, Matt does just sit there and... Yeah, he um, makes me look like a fool. <laughs> which it only feels bad when you step ahead in time and think about what yes. people are going to think. Yeah. If you just sat present now and didn't think. Yeah. But it's weird because if you had, at the, like before all my coaching and stuff and before, um, this amount of time had passed if you had said to me I want you to do what we're doing today it would have been like that emoji sort of like and just thought no 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 my mind would have raced ahead but when you asked me I'm not gonna lie I did feel a little bit nervous but I was just thinking no and it was like then I used yoga techniques as well just sort of concentrating on breathing and just be like no just don't race ahead just you're having a chat with a friend that's and that's how i looked at that's it the tr and that's so. the truth of it mm. and that's the truth of it. the racing ahead bit so going back to boxing I, i've thought before about doing another white collar and if i think about it oh, please don't <laughs> if i think about it i can get um anxious about like stepping in the ring again mm. all the stuff the sparring i've got to do but if i think about that it's the time traveling aspect of it yes. it's not now and this is where I think yoga is good because it brings you back to now because yeah. you don't think on a yoga mat generally. You're breathing into your body and you're, and you're letting go. Yeah, I don't think people understand sort of those that really enjoy yoga and get into yoga, like yourself and me, I can have like the day from hell, but then I'll go down to my yoga class and once I'm in there, you just, everything else, I just unpacking all leave it at the door i can pick that up when i come out that mm. hour and a half is just for me and you just yeah and it's so, that's why i love it so much because you're I think just it's, it's there of getting back to referencing then because the techniques in themselves engineer you to not think mm. so so coming back to that thought and you're just present when when you're present it, it all becomes easier. Like I've been stressed out before and I've just slowed in and stopped. Mm. And then suddenly I can feel a smile come out. Cause I yes. think I'm not, you feel your, your shoulders drop and you just, because it's like it, a weight's been lifted, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that, that, that shifting out or for, and from a center point, you, you still need to list stuff that you've got to do. Like what yeah. have you got to do to go to yoga? Well, I've got to get my yoga mat out. Da, 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 da. Mm. Um, and what am I going to wear? But you could then, uh, what am I going to wear? You could drift unconnected into, well, what might that look? What might they think? Yes. And that's where it becomes painful. Mm. And I think that's where, if you notice the, um, the feeling, 
then then find the thought because it's not connected mm. and when you reconnect it like what are they thinking well one is if i think from now and don't think i'm not going to worry about it because it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> it's only when i think about what they might think that it becomes yeah. painful and two what does it matter the truth of it is what's comfortable what have i got to wear and do they really give a shit exactly so, so you so you start asking yourself um centered questions that are that are proactive rather than losing yourself in the shit of um worry and stuff what what happened before what happened after uh, what, mm. what could happen and that's where the pain is in it um yeah i think that there's a lot i like the sh- the, the the links with yoga gardening and boxing and engineering because mm. that letting go which is a lot of what you did you have to do that in yoga mm. to get to a move you can't get in yoga you've got to let go you breathe out yes to you breathe it. into your poses don't you it's just you you've just got to be there and it grounds you as well i think it just yeah, yeah. it just um yeah it's just wonderful <laughs> So wicked. So anything else you want to add to what you got from coaching or tips? Um, I would just say to, for people, people need to learn to treat themselves like they would others. So unless you're a really horrible person and you treat people horribly then, but generally if your friend, you wouldn't say to your friend what you say to yourself in your head. So be kind to yourself. Firstly, try not to listen to the negativity. Try to not, if you have got an uncomfortable situation, try not to rush ahead, as you say. Just take a pause because we're all very good at, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And so just stay and just deal with things as they arise, really. And have um, just try and have more belief in in yourself which is easier said than done Mm. but try and unpack why what's making you feel like it and what's stopping you it's interesting isn't it it sounds easy it does sound easy and it's not yeah yeah i think slowing down is in in those aspects sometimes and just seeing one is stepping back like you say if you was to the talk like a two, a two year, your two year old kid or something. If you was going to say, I actually pulled up the other the other day next to a woman in a van and she was screaming at her kid, saying the worst words you can think of. When I when I looked round, they were just about walking, oh, like proper toddlers. And you think that that that, that narrative starts really early mm. from how you how you treat yourself. Mm. It's like coding. Um, that, that gets programmed in using the list as an analogy, like they all go up to 99 floors, but when you get them out, you program them in and, and you go around. And if you imagine going in and looking at a two floor lift, knowing that could be 99 floors, but we've said, no, you're just two. Yeah. Going two floors. <laughs> and it's all geared on the environment that it's in. It's no mm. point going 99 floors if you haven't got 99 floors, but no, <laughs> but that software, um, is is the thing that comes back and uh, how and, and you learn don't you how <clears throat> how do you treat yourself is something that you generally learn or have been taught mm. like m- manners 
you'd hold the door open for <clears throat> for someone or you'd teach your, your son, your boys to, you'd want them to, wouldn't you? Mm, exactly. Um, but 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 you, you what you do yourself it's it's interesting catching yourself doing that and uh, and uh, going to yoga i think a lot of people that like you use um massage as well you know to take care yeah. of you started to and that's that permission when did you start getting that permission have you always had that or is that something you've started doing more of the yoga what, and self the yoga and um i mean yoga i've been doing for years now so that's but I mean I've always liked a bit of a pamper anyway but again it, it's just um I've never luckily for me I've never seen um I never saw it as self-care but I've never seen sort of having a massage or a facial or going to, to yeah I've seen them as the, the massage and facials as like little luxuries sort of mm. thing but I've never thought oh I don't deserve them thankfully and stuff like that but I've never looked at them as well as self-care but they are yeah. they are a form of self-care and yoga I just happened to a friend went and invited um a few of us along so it wasn't something that I, I looked at and I and I did think oh god yoga and we're gonna be a tree and stuff like that I did you know have preconceived ideas there but as the years have gone on it's a lot more than that I think sometimes you get, I generally, I've said to people before, like they think, don't think I'm like a vicar, you know, just because I'm a life coach. It's like, oh, a life coach. And some people say, oh, you, you shouldn't say that. You're a life coach. I'm not, I'm like, that mean I'm nice. Just no. <laughs> means I'm good at coaching. I, I have to be un, unkind to be able to ask the right questions. It's like, yeah. but and the I perception. People coming, like people that are watching this maybe and thinking, or oh, is it for me to come to see Matt? I would say that you are not, it's like um, if you went to a personal trainer, for example, and you've got this preconceived idea, you've never met a personal trainer before, but you think, right, okay, I'm going to go to this personal trainer and she's going to be, you know, really tone up the ultimate body and stuff. But she might be a little bit bigger than what you think, but she's but she knows her stuff. And what I'm trying to say is like with people that know you and stuff, I mean you are a character and you know, you are what you are, but you're brilliant and it works with the coaching mm. because you, you make it easy, I think. I think you could go to someone, a life coach that was very stuffy and um, and it might suit you, sort of thing. But I think the way you do it, you put people at ease. I think it's. I think it's an art. I remember filling in, uh, getting my qualification from. Part of me was like, "Is everyone, anyone going to ask for this?" Like, like those pictures behind you, that wallpaper. I love it. But has anyone checked to see if that artist was qualified? It's like, yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> do they move you? Does it move you? And it's one of those things. It is an art. I'm not hmm. for everyone, but. But I think my point was that with the coaching, it's a bit like the yoga and that, that permission to, to work on yourself. A lot mm. of people, I think, put it off. It's something I do when I've got money or something I do when I get time yeah. or something I do that actually that going to the gym, it's the work, isn't it? It's the, yes. it's the, it's the thing that unpacks. Um, and I think that, anyone thinking of coming along and thinking it's going to be easy like as I said at the beginning like you're just going to tell them what to do and they're going to go away and have a wonderful life then no it's it's not going to happen like that you know you are mm. going to feel uncomfortable you are 
maybe going to cry. You're going to laugh as well at some things. It's not yeah. all sort of doom and gloom, but you have got to put in the work. Yeah, it's finding the work. And, and yeah. I still do it with, with, with me. It's, it's constant. But I think it's, it's like that fitness. You know, when you go in the gym and you think to yourself, I'm pretty tough. I'm pretty good. And you go in the gym and then suddenly I've like, that. well, you, you know, you go and you've done the, been to the gym a few times and you go in there and suddenly you see someone that's just another level. Yes. Shit. Yeah. I thought I was all right. Right. Yeah. Cause I can touch my toes now. Um, <laughs> but there's, but there's so many levels of it. I remember going exactly. on a course before and, um, and I think I see with people now, you almost see like that inner, the inner abs. I think I've got inner abs. Because I've worked a lot on myself. I haven't got outer abs. I've got inner ones because I'm in a good position. But you're protecting but, them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but those the people you meet suddenly sometimes you think that I'm in a great place, and then you see someone that's worked on themselves a bit more. Yeah. That's in a really great place, and it could be anything from um, not needing to have this and have that. Um. And living a simple life that before I may have seen as they're not very good. Mm. And engineering seeing the truth in actually um and actually, you know, finding a life that's by design isn't necessarily what him, her or they have. Yes. It's yours. Yeah. Um, and that work is finding the work in and sometimes he's unpacking what actually Sorry, do that's my dog. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, it's right. Richard's just turned up and she's barking now. <laughs> so, so what actually do you want? You know, sometimes people don't realise what is a life by design. Like, mm. There's so much default that you're just living by how you think you should have. You know, I remember going to a school, um, a Benedin School, and they've got this massive fireplace that they've built. But it's like a two-storey house. Right. I remember thinking like, Someone said build a fireplace. I would go to home base or John Lewis or somewhere, have a budget, and that's what I would buy. Right. It's not design. It's by default. It's just because that's how much money I've got, and that's what I get. But, yeah. but, but building a life by design is um, it is is something I don't think people spend time designing. No, definitely. They just crack on, and this is where you find where the work is in um. In, in doing the work, which is what, mm. what we did with coaching. So, yeah. Listen, it's been great chatting. Yes. And yeah, it has been. <laughs> and that's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not too formal, is it? So, no. All right. Well, cheers. Enjoy your Sunday. Yeah. And you. And we'll speak soon. Yeah. Lovely. Cheers, Zoe. Right. See you later. Thank Bye. You.